trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
in the seasonal polls for Sega Mixer Drafts 2018 in review. We've compiled them and we are now proud to present the 10 finalists in Radio Sega's Remix of the Year 2018 competition. Blind with Space Ace 2 from his 101% album. James Landino with Technopathetic. Bro! 
2000 with Supersonic Racing. Louisa with Bridgepoint. Mega Driver with All Your Base I Belong to Us from their For Great Justice album. With the concept of love, Mysterious Phoenix. Micah with Chemical Plant Zone. Note Block with Press Garden Zone. NBC with Fly Like a Butterfly. UV Sergey with That Hugo from the OC Remix album Vroom Sega Racing. Did one track stand out as your clear favorites? Visit radiose.ga forward slash fan choice 2018 to cast your votes for both Remix and Song of the Year. The poll closes on the 30th of December. Music can only mean that it's time for the final news roundup of 2018, and yes, that would indeed be correct. Welcome to the Topical Resort here on Radio Sega. I'm Green Vibrator, and for the next two and a bit hours, we're going to be playing you some of 2018's finest related tracks, because a lot of these are just related to the news rather than having come out in 2018 or whatever. You'll see what I mean a bit later on, but currently, right now, we just had some tunes that just played right there, but. I should say as well, our entries for Remix of the Year are still open. So if you'd like if you'd like to vote for both Song and Remix of the Year, visit radiosc.gf forward slash band choice twenty eighteen to vote for your favourite song that came out in twenty eighteen and your favourite remix that came out within twenty eighteen. Both of those each vote counts and it could get one of the ten finalists into into the winning position. And we're gonna be Closing the votes this coming Monday, and we'll be revealing. Oh no, sorry, uh, we're going to be closing the poll on Sunday, and we'll be revealing the winners on some shows on Monday night. So do join us then. But uh, as for right now, you've still got plenty of time to vote, so please do that. For that, we heard one of the songs which is eligible for this year's Remix of the Year finalist competition, and that was. James Landino with Technopathetic, a remix of the track from Jet Set Radio Future. And before that, that one was a remix which wasn't eligible because it wasn't originally made for a Project Diva game. That's the rules we have, but it was still a Project Diva remix. So from Master Andros, that was Sam Planet featuring Jubiphonic. Two brilliant tracks right there. Great starts to the show, if I do say so myself. I... I handpicked those ones out with some nice little dance tracks to uh, start off your Friday night. Speaking of which, hello to everyone who's currently listening in. We have Brit Gamer, Twinny, myself, Mr. D'Artagnan, and Jamie down in the Discord. As well as Shadix Croft, but if you want to join the fun, that's radioc.jf Discord. If you have a Discord client, you know what to do. If you don't have a Discord client, well, that's that's up to you to decide. But um, the easiest way to do it, if you don't, visit radioc.jf Discord on your browser. Select your username and then you're good to go. 
So one of the things I want to do, uh, actually no, I should say as well, hello if you're lurking and hello if you're on the podcast, that's important. Speaking of people on the podcast, that's that's a good, that's a better segue than what I was going to do. I want to give a huge shout out, and I'm not sure what to put their name as, as the username they provided me or the name that appears on the email. I think I'm going to go username just because it's a bit a bit safer in case they uh, don't want me to reveal their real name, but I have read out their real name on the show before. So this message comes from S underscore Mania 999, and they say they're from Los Angeles, the Pacific time zone, and they're the number one fan from the Pacific, from the Pacific time zone. Wow, I really can't speak today. And yeah, sent me an email to back in 2018. I should stop um, putting this into my own words and actually just read it normally. It's still hard for me to listen to the show live and join the Discord chat since I work during the day on Friday when you tape the episodes. I popped into the chat a few times as Smania999, and I may be able to listen this Friday. If you are listening, hello to you. But otherwise, I'm a listener through iTunes podcast. Was finally well, was able to stay caught up all the way through season two, episode twenty-two. And though I can find episode twenty-four and twenty-five, I can't find episode twenty-three. <laughs> this joke will never get old. Episode twenty-three will eventually go up. I am going to be grinding quite hard tonight, to be honest, to uh, get the last three podcasts done. Last week's podcast going up tonight as well, because I have nothing to do after the show, so I'm going to grind out the podcast. But um, yep, episode 23 is still coming, so keep patient on that one. Uh, while commuting around town, I still listen to old resort episodes with pleasure as well, in addition to older Radio Sega shows hosted by Resident SD, Casey, and Rexy. I'm so thankful for all those show archives. So much Sega goodness. But that's not the reason I'm writing this email. I can't remember if you actively solicit topics or, sh- or requests for show topics. Yes, I do. Radioac.jf4/topicalresort is where you can request them. But here is my idea for a topic of an episode of Topical Resort. I'm sure you may have 20 ideas lined up and ready, but may but maybe this will strike your fancy. Like you, I love Nights into Dreams on the Saturn. It's probably my favourite game of all time and favourite game OST of all time. Sort of like an episode that covers the Sega work of a great composer like Naganuma or Junsunoi. How about an episode devoted to the composers of the Nights into Dreams OST? It would take some research, though I've done a fair amount that I'd be happy to share. You could play a Nights track or two from each of them, and you could explore you could explore the other parts of their music output with Sonic Team, or elsewhere. Just like there were three minds behind the game itself, the trio of Naka, Oshima and Izuka, there were three main composers for the game. Naofumi Hitaya, the leader and genius of the team who hit his perfect stride of nights, those happy slash jazzy synth horns and chimes. But of course he's done great work for Sonic Team. Tomoko Sasaki, who famously wrote the vocal tracks, especially Dreams Dreams, and also wrote much of the excellent music for Ristar Knight's Journey of Dreams, and Fumiku Mitani, who in her early 20s was was on her first Sonic Team assignment with Knights. She wrote a few songs and would uh, would go on to write all sorts of music for later Sonic games as well as PSO and PSU. If my research is correct, the lovely sound effects in Knights and Dreams were also produced by a three-person team. Long-time Sonic effects sound team artist Tatsuya Kuzaki, music composer Fumiku Mitani, pulling, de- oh, pulling double duty, and Sayori Kobayashi, who would... I can't read the host... I can't... Oh, the Discord chat's uh, distracting me, but I'm struggling to read because I'm reading this off my phone screen rather than off my computer. Who uh, who would move up a couple of years later to serve as the main music composer for Panzer Dragoon Saga. What do you think? That all sounds complicated for an episode idea. How about a straight-up Neofumi Hitaya episode? 
Keep up the great work. Your constant time and effort every week are warmly appreciated. I love the Topical Resort. It re- it's really one or two, three podcasts I look forward to every week. All the best and happy holidays from Smania999. So a huge thank you to that. And I know what you're thinking. Why did you read out the whole um, submission thing? Can you not have kept that a bit of a secret? No, because I'm going to be revealing the episode lineups for January of next year, obviously throughout the year. But uh, I'm going to say it's not going to be next week's show, but at some point in January, we will get to your requests. So I'm going to be definitely doing that. So that's why I wanted to read it out, because that is going to be a show we're going to do ASAP, because I really love the idea. It's very unique out of the box, a bit different, a bit more of a retrospective than I like to make some of those composer episodes. So really want to do that episode and thank you for the lovely email because I was actually having a bit a bit of a grouch uh, yesterday morning <laughs> uh, I, I received some um, some l- less well composed emails than that shall we say they were a bit more uh, direct in having a go at me <laughs> so that one actually really made my morning yesterday so thank you for sending that one but anyway I should be getting on with what I'm actually meant to be doing but a huge thank you uh, if I'm also speaking a bit weirdly, that's that's my own human fault rather than anything else because for the first time in the resort's history, I've actually updated the uh, <laughs> the, the sound equipment. And I say I, no, it was um, it, it was with the help of the family. So thank you very much to them. But yeah, I've got I've got good speakers now, crispy speakers. Got really nice headphones as well. So. I can finally stop using my Apple earbuds, earpods, whatever, for a monitoring. <laughs> I'm getting distracted again. But um, yeah, I've got that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Leave it in the podcast. Tony is gonna say this. Uh, one of the uh, the joys of moving into a new office, but. Yes, so what I should say is I've got these new headphones on, they're very noise cancelling, so I can't really hear what I'm saying, so that might be why I'm just sort of stumbling over my words, tripping up, not saying things correctly sometimes, because human error, I can't actually hear what I'm saying, and therefore I can't correct myself. But luckily, this is also going to be the last time I'm going to have to deal with my PC being slow and just unresponsive, because if you... If you've listened to this show for a while, you know this is certainly better than the old PC setup I had. But it still stutters occasionally when I'm like trying to open files and stuff. It's not ideal, but um, I was meant to today, but it didn't go successfully. So tomorrow, I'm going to be spending the day upgrading, um, upgrading the PC. So, yes, new parts. Hopefully that means everything runs a bit smoother on the radio and streaming side. So, here's to hoping. Anyway, I've been talking for 10 minutes now. I should probably get on with what I'm meant to be doing in this segment, which is reading out the news. So a large thank you to SegaBits who provide us with the news for the second season. In the first season, we used Sega Nerds, but, um, you know, Sega Nerds, we found out some rather unsavory stuff happened behind the scenes. And now it's become a website for um, online casino gambling ads. So if you're a fan of online casinos, then uh, please go and check out Sega Nerds. Throwing a bit of shade right there, but... uh. It's all, it's all good. It's, very, it's, it's a bit of a jest. I say a bit of a jest. They probably wouldn't see it that way. But let's begin with the news that came out in December. And uh, I'm going to kick things off with a bit of news which we just saw on, um, on Twitter. Which was new screenshots for Street Storage 4 have just been released. So Street Storage 4, you may remember, was revealed back in August... And it's being made by the same team who made Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap. And it's now back 
uh, in screenshot form because we didn't really have any screenshots. We just had a teaser trailer before. So now we have actual screenshots and there is now a GIF from IGN. And I know what you're sort of thinking, why does that matter? Remember, this game is in a hand-drawn art style, so we sort of get to see like the FPS, how well it flows, the the quality of each drawing, etc. So even though it's not a video, a GIF is actually quite useful because it gets us, it, get, it allows us to see the graphical fidelity in this case. And yeah, it it looks really good. I posted the link in Discord earlier, but I will repost it for you guys who are currently in there. Uh, if if you won't be able to. F- because I'm trying to think for people on the podcast. Because it's not on like IGN or anything. If you're on the podcast and you want to listen to it, it's on a Twitter page of a person known as Nito Matter. So N-I-T-O-M-A-T-T-A. And then just, I don't know, search their name, then Streets of Rage 4 or something like that if you want to see some footage. Although if you're listening to this well into the future, then um, you're going to probably already be playing the game. So it doesn't really matter. But if you're listening relatively soon, then... That is where you go to find the footage of this game, and it looks really nice in motion. There are a lot of people who were complaining that it wasn't 16-bit, that it looks like a kid's cartoon, but it really doesn't. It it obviously has that sort of aesthetic, but they've done it in such a way where it, it still has that grit that Streets of Rage is known for while still having a fairly cartoony style compared to what people would have liked. So... I'm personally quite excited for this game and the way it looks, etc. I want to know what you think, though, so let me know. Also, that just reminds me that Skyblaze posted uh, someone from Castlemania, which is like a gaming accessory website, posted that they're going to be putting some updates up from uh, CES in January. And this is in reference to the Retrobit Sega line of controllers. And in this case, the ones we have are the wireless six-button pad the wireless 6-button pad in a translucent color, the uh, Mega Drive 6-button pad with analog sticks, the Saturn, analog- the Saturn with analogs, just a wireless Saturn, and a translucent Saturn with no analogs. So we got that, but let's get into the news that's actually on Sega Bits now. So the first one was one which I had a good little rant about on Twitter, if you read it. If you, if you read my profile, you know that I had a good little rant about this. So. Sonic Team slash Sega CS2 are developing the upcoming Sakura Wars game. Now for those of you who aren't aware of Sakura Wars, or what Sakura Wars is, which apparently a lot of people were when I made that tweet, they didn't have a clue what it was. But Sakura Wars is a pretty long-running RPG franchise for Sega. And I I can't really describe what it's about, but I know it's made by the same people who made Valkyria Chronicles, and I think it's set around a similar time frame as well, around World War II, so... If, if that sounds appealing to you, it's it's not like that tank dating simulator game. It's, um, it's you know, just... And it has... I, I don't really know what it is, though, to be honest. That's one thing I've never known about Sakura War slash Sakura Tizen. Like, I really should look a bit more into it because, well, there is a new one coming out. But either way, it's being developed by Sega CS2, and everyone took advantage of this because... Uh, for those of you who don't know, Sega CS2 and Sonic Team recently merged, so... How do I pronounce S- Sakura? Sakura, I don't care. Sakura, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Jay Star says, am I going to read out some spam mail? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was actually planning on that. You, uh, you sort of blew my secret a bit there, but uh, I-, I will do some spam mail. 
But Sega CS2 and Sonic Team recently merged because Sega did a restructuring where a bunch of teams went into CS2 and then CS1 is basically just the Yakuza team. So this is a little bit clickbaity because it is true, Sonic Team are working on Sakura Wars. What isn't true, however, is Sonic Team aren't the only team working on Sakura Wars because it also has the Valkyria team and any other team who's also in Sega CS2. This is really clickbaity because Sonic fans are like, why are you not making a Sonic game even though we didn't want you to make one because we wanted you to die or whatever. So you got them complaining because they're not getting a new game. You've got Sakura Wars fans, Sakura Wars fans complaining because they didn't get a game made by a competent team. They're like, we don't want Sonic Team. They're going to ruin it. They don't know how to make RPGs. They made PSO, but PSO isn't an RPG. It is. PSO is objectively an RPG. But yeah, so they're not happy because it's not going to be made by an RPG team, even though the Valkyria team are probably going to be the ones primarily making it still. It's just no one wins with clickbaity titles like this because everyone on Twitter was angry and it was sort of me who went, Shut up. Stop complaining that Sonic Team's working on this game. Forces wasn't very good. Move on from it. Move on. They've made good games before. They've made bad games before. Move on and let them try something new without complaining. And they're not even the main developers behind the game anyway. So just stop complaining. Stop moaning. Just get on with your lives, people. There. Sega CS2 ran over. Sonic Mania Adventures had a sixth episode randomly released out of nowhere, even though the main canon had already been finished. This is rather interesting because it's Sonic Mania Adventures and it's automatically better than uh, any other Sonic animated series. But I haven't actually watched this one yet, but people were saying it was really good. But I was going to watch it on Christmas Eve, but uh, I wasn't really having that good of a day on Christmas Eve, so... It got pushed a bit to the side, really. But I'm still... Yeah, I'm still happy for that. For the fact that it came out. I'm, I'm going to look a bit more into it. But, yeah. People enjoyed it. Got some more T. Lopes music out of it. Even though he hasn't released any of the Sonic Mania Adventure stuff. But, hey. It exists. Be happy that it exists. Project Judgment came out. Or... Which later became wait no it was Project Judge which later became known as Judge Eyes which now in the uh, US and UK is going to be known as Judgment, but it came out in Japan and it debuted third on the Japanese sales chart. So congratulations to Judgment. On that note, it was announced for a Western release under the name Judgment. <laughs> yeah, that happened. The Sonic movie happened as well. I'm not going to talk about the Sonic movie because it's the Sonic movie. Everyone's discussed it. There's nothing else I can say. He has weird legs. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Sega Ages news in the month of December. And it's some great news as well. Puyo Puyo and Puyo Puyo 2 are coming to Sega Ages. This was announced during a Japanese esports tournament for Puyo Puyo. And yeah, I'm pretty happy for this. Puyo Puyo 2 was already on 3D Classics. That should be a fairly easy port for them. But Puyo 1, I'll be interested to see what they do with that. I remember saying a few months back that I, I thought it was going to probably be fairly likely that they were going to make Puyo Puyo for Sega Ages, and then they were going to probably do an extra skin that lets you reskin it as Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, because, hey, it's a little bit extra effort, but the Japanese audience have never got that game, at least not on a collection, so I thought was, that's a neat little extra thing that M2 would do. So, I, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that maybe Puyo Puyo will come with a Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine mode. I mean, I wouldn't play with it, don't get me wrong, but um, if it was there, that'd be a nice little feature. 
Panzer Dragoon remakes were announced, and it wasn't announced what consoles are coming out for, but there are Panzer Dragoon remakes coming out. Probably guaranteed for PS4 and Xbox One. PC release doesn't count as console, but I think that's going to happen. Switch, maybe. Fairly likely, but not exactly confirmed or anything. Uh, aside from that, what else do we have? It December was such a packed month, I should add. Uh, yes, Persona 5. There's rumours that it's going to be coming to Switch, and that happened again the past few days, because apparently Persona 5 uh, is fairly likely to come now. Because Persona 5 R was registered as a website, and on top of that there was the fact that uh, there was the next bit of news that we're going to be getting onto, which was Joker from Persona 5 was revealed as a playable character in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate coming out sometime next year. Very odd decision, considering a Persona game, as far as I know, minus the Q series, has never been on a Nintendo console slash handheld. Very weird decision. Uh, yeah, Jamie, uh, Mean Bean did come out through Mega Collection, but I said I wasn't counting Mega Collection. I was mainly counting like a proper release, just as a standalone game, rather than part of a collection. Which you're going to say Sega Ages is a collection, you're correct, but you should be able to buy it as a standalone game, which is my point here. So Persona 5's Joker is a part of Smash, it's going to probably be some new remixes, it was very out of nowhere, but hey, I'm, I'm happy that it happened. Toe Jam and Earl, the new one, what's it called, Back in the Groove, got a release date of March next year. Very exciting stuff. Uh, Sega Bits, taking a long while to load. Oh yes, we had the release of Persona 5, Persona 3, Persona 4 and Persona 5 dancing on PS4, and 3 and 5 came out on Vita. We also had Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, which technically isn't Sega, but hey, it still happened this year, so that released. They were both for the month of uh, December. Japanese PlayStation Awards certified Persona 5 as a million plus seller, and Yakuza Kiwami 2 wins user's choice awards, so... Persona 5 is now, at least in the region of Japan, over the 1 million sales unit. And Yakuza Kiwami 2 is, according to users, one of the best games on the service. So, congratulations. Sega Ages Outrun was revealed for a January 10th release here in the West. As you know, it already came out in November in Japan, and now it's coming out in Europe. Hey, and US and anywhere else, it's coming out. Be excited. On top of that, we also had the really the random release of Game Ground. Sega Ages Game Ground came out yesterday in Japan. I haven't had the chance to pick that one up yet, but I'm not as excited because apparently it doesn't really have any new music. However, it is the definitive way to play the game because it's got uh, portrait mode. It's got a bunch of the features from PS2 and all the other releases, so it's the definitive way to play it if you're a really big fan of Game Ground. I'm not. I like the music, but there's no new music as far as I can tell, so not a huge incentive for me to buy it. I'll wait until it comes out in the West, which means it'll be cheaper for me to buy it, because the Japanese version is always about £3 more expensive due to conversion rates. Sonic Unleashed and Aliens vs Predator were now playable on Xbox One via backwards compatibility. So this happened about a month ago today and as it says, Xbox One has backwards compatibility for 360 games and now original Xbox games. 
but the only original Xbox One that's playable is Panzer Dragoon Auto. Either way, Sonic Unleashed and Aliens vs Predator, two of the most popular picks for Sega, were available to download if you already owned them digitally, or if you own them physically, you can pop in your disc to your into your Xbox One, and that will download them just fine. Uh, aside from that, Shenmue 1 and 2 came out in Japan. It did pretty well. It's still pretty buggy though, but it, it did well. So congratulations to the Japanese for getting their hands on a copy of Shenmue 1 and 2 on PS4. Didn't come out on PC, didn't come out on Xbox One, so it's a PS4 exclusive in the region. Console Wars, the book by Blake Harris, was originally meant to be adapted into a movie. However, this plan has shifted as it's now going to be a documentary on TV. Now, I'm going to be honest, Console Wars, it's a good book, but I said this when I found out this news on Twitter. I'd for once actually like to hear a different side of the story. I've heard the American story of, oh, Nintendo was the king, and then Sega was the underdog, and then Sega beat Nintendo for a year, and then Sega made the Saturn, and the Saturn was bad, and Sega died. I wouldn't like to hear that story again for the 17 gazillionth time. Do you know what I'd like to hear? I'd like to hear the European story of Sega. The story where they were always king until the end. Nintendo didn't kill them because no one played Nintendo in Europe. It was Sony who took the crown, took the beating off them. And uh, yeah, I'd like to see that story because it's, it's interesting because it's different. Like... Everyone's like, oh, the NES was really popular, and then Sega made the Genesis, then the SNES had to compete. I like the story where the Master System was popular, and only that one weird kid owned the NES. I like that story instead. I like that a lot more. And then, you know, Nintendo comes along with the SNES, and the SNES does decently, but then the Mega Drive comes along and absolutely punches the SNES's face in or something, I don't know, but you get my point here. I'd like to hear a different story to the one we always seem to hear in these things. Like, it makes for an interesting story because it's the underdog winning. Yeah, but no, I've heard it a million times. I'd rather hear something else. It was Ryo Hazuki's 50th birthday on November 29th. Yeah, they weren't really king. What about home computers? They were king of consoles. Nintendo weren't king either in uh, America, technically, if you think about it. Yeah, Ryozuki is now 50, canonically, on November 29th of this year, so well done to him. Anything else? Yes, the Dreamcast turned 20. Obviously there's something else. The Dreamcast became 20 years old on November 27th in Japan. Next year is when it will turn 20 everywhere else. But that was celebrated, obviously, here on our own site under the hashtag Dreamcast20 or the return of the Dreamcast hour. But that was celebrated in other places in other ways. Also on November 27th, Idol of Fantasy Star Saga, the mobile Fantasy Star game, came out. And I haven't heard a single thing about it, but Fantasy Star fans really aren't happy. So, considering I haven't heard anything about it, it's probably not that good. Really need to move on because we're only halfway through November and I've been talking for like half an hour. But that's just how much news there is. Sega Ages Fantasy Star came out on December 13th for Nintendo Switch in uh, in the West. It already came out months ago in Japan, in English, might I add. Anything else? Sega Heroes came out in November. It wasn't very good. I ranted about it before. Did we, did we already talk about November's news last month? 
because I don't remember doing so. I think I did. Alright, let's keep going though. Valkyria Chronicles 4, Strategy Game of the Year nomination in the Game Awards. It didn't win it. Puyo Puyo Champions was revealed to be the potential candidate for a name of a localization of Puyo Puyo Esports. Sonic Forces was finally available to stream on Spotify and Amazon Music after not being on the service for all... Uh, and the game had... Bleh. The game had been out for a year, and the soundtrack had been out for almost a year, and yet it was nowhere to be found on streaming services. Now it is, in November. Uh, a new Virtual Fighter logo was trademarked, and there was a new trademark that they created known as Battle Genesis. Double Switch became available for PlayStation 4 through limited run games. Akira appears in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate as an assist trophy, which is now out. Ooh. Ah, uh, yes. House of the Dead Scarlet Dawn released in Japan and select locations in America. It was pretty good. Mega Drive Classics came out on December 7th, although it was announced for release on October 30th. It, it was it was okay, it was better than the other console ports, but it still wasn't the best. I've been playing it a lot recently just because it is very convenient to have to have on the go when you're trying to learn a speedrun like I am currently. Very convenient in that sense, but not really good for much else. Sonic makes a cameo in Wreck-It Ralph 2, in a pretty big cameo compared to the first game, so well done. PlayStation Classic came out and it was revealed to have the original Persona on it. It wasn't very good. Neither was the original Persona. Don't buy it, even though it is on sale currently. Uh, Shenmue 3 went up on Steam, and a new screenshot was revealed alongside the Steam release. How very exciting. By the way, I'm, I'm going up to September, so I've got a lot of news to read still. Uh, Team Sonic Rel Racing delayed to May 21st, 2019. Seven Dragon 2022, the Japanese exclusive PSP game, gets an English fan translation. Yakuza 4 was... Te not tease, it was... What, what was it exactly? A trailer was released for it on PS4, but I don't actually know if it came out this year. I think it might be coming out in January. Peer Esports came out in October for Switch and P PS4, only in Japan. And for a selected time, it was discounted. So you could get it for just around 500 yen, which translates to about four, three, four pounds. So if you wanted to do that, that was the best way to get the game. Sadly, it's no longer on discount, but it's it's still a good deal. The Sega Shop added Jet Set Radio merchandise, but only in America. On that note, the Sega Shop finally launched in Europe, so European fans could get their hands on some Sega merch. Although a lot of the stuff, strangely, from the American shop is absent. No Jet Set Radio, no Knights, no Yakuza 6, nothing really like that. It's very basic and I haven't really updated it for a while, so come on Sega. Give us some more merch, please. European fans have your back. The first three Virtual On games were revealed to be coming to PS4. They were known, or they were revealed alongside a project known as Twin Stick Project Z. Interesting. There, there goes the music. <laughs> that's, that's how long we've been talking. Yakuza 6 sold as many units in the West as it did in Japan, which was the first time that's ever happened with the franchise, proving its popularity. Analog, the creators of the uh, NES, or creators of NES and SNES clones, 
came out with a Mega Drive or revealed a Mega Drive clone coming out soon alongside controllers from 8-Bit Do. Anything else? I think we're slowly trickling out of the news here. Ah, Yakuza Kiwami was revealed as the free PS Plus game for November, meaning meaning Jubros all over the world had to play Yakuza Kiwami because it was free, and they got very angry that it wasn't like GTA is originally advertised. Oh well, they still they still they were still forced to play Yakuza Kiwami, so very happy with that. The Sega Ages line launched at the end of September with Thunder Force 4 slash Lightning Force or Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog was the best selling of the two, obviously and sadly as well, but Thunder Force 4 did very well as well. Sadly, this was the last time we would see a, a simultaneous release for the US and Japan for the series because later on, what am I trying to say, La- later Later into the Sega Ages line, they started doing staggered releases, which very annoying. Nintendo Switch's uh, online service also came out. That that was a thing. But Sega Ages had a poll for which games would people would most like to see on Nintendo Switch, and the winner of that poll was surprisingly Jet Set Radio. Second, of course, being Shenmue, because they're the two they're the two communities that absolutely spam the living hell out of all these sort of polls. So that happened. Speaking of that happened, Valkyria Chronicles 4, that happened. Ha! <sighs> Fighting Vipers and Motor Raid were revealed to be the arcade games of, for Project Judge. Project Judge, similar to all Yakuza games, has some arcade exclusive or arcade games which are exclusive on the PS4. That's the only place on PS4 you can play them. In this case, Fighting Vipers and Motor Raid. At games were kicked off the Mega Drive Mini rather eventfully and seemingly replaced by M2 if rumours serve correctly. Virtual Racing was revealed to be coming to Sega Ages. Originally it was meant to be coming to 3D Classics, however they lost the source code and couldn't really recreate it that well. But then all, all hope wasn't lost because they found the source code after all and it's now coming to Switch. Space Channel 5, kind of funky news flash has some new playable characters and on that note it was revealed for a western release under the name Kinda Funky Newsflash. Yu Suzuki, despite still making Shenmue 3, is making a VR battle game known as Versus for Japanese arcades. So the the Cotton Fantastic Night Dreams character is going to be playable in Yumihara Kawasa. Kawase fresh for Nintendo Switch. If you like the Cotton games You'll be happy to know that one. I think, right? Sega Forever. You might remember Sega Forever. It's basically a worse version of Sega Ages. Streets of Rage 2 joined the lineup back in September. I think that's pretty much it. I'm going to scroll through the news, but I, I think that's all we have. We can finally get on with some more music. Music. I love music. Yeah, let, let's do it. So let's get into some music from Judgment, also known as Judge Eyes in Japan. And this is the main theme. We've only played the short version of this before, but the full version is finally out. Been listening to it all week. It's a good one. This is Arpeggio. When we come back, it'll be time for some more news, but enjoy the music.
Friday night, this is Topical Resort, only on Radio Sega.
Up next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Well, you heard her. That means it's time for the Request Resort. So request anything you want to. It has to be gaming, and in fact, I prefer it to be Sega, please, because I don't have the time to download stuff tonight. So, if you already requested and it's not Sega, Electric Boogaloo, can you please, uh, sorry, can you please change it? Just because I don't have the time to actually find tracks tonight. If you want to request, do that on Discord, RadioSC.J4/Discord. My name's Green Viper over there, or you can do it on Twitter at RadioSega at Top Resort at Green Viper or using the hashtag Top Resort. Where's different places you can request some music? Um, I don't recall you sending me a request, Jamie. Let me look. Yeah, you didn't. So uh, send me a request, Jamie, please. But we're gonna get back into some more news right now. So let's get our Sega Bits tab back up. I need to scroll down to August as well because that's where we start. We're starting with August. August was a pretty good month. All things considered. At least in my opinion. You want something non-Sega? Sega sucks. We're too bad, Jamie, because I'm not downloading it today. I, uh, to be fair, right, J-Star's J request doesn't count because I already had that downloaded. <laughs> so, uh, ignore that. Ah, yes, at the beginning of September, this is interesting, a House of the Dead prototype was discovered after 21 years. I did say any music electric, I've changed my mind now because I didn't have enough time to download it. And I don't have enough time now to download it because I'm doing stuff in the music breaks. Busy week again! Ugh, sorry guys. It always it always impacts this show a bit, but hey, it was it was Christmas this week. Speaking of which, hope you guys had a lovely Christmas or holiday season. I um I hope you got what you wanted, hope you got to spend lots of time with family. It's a bit weird on my end, gotta be honest, a lot of family dropped out, so yeah, I couldn't exactly do what I uh, what we what we'd originally intended for the weekend not weekend, but you know the the uh, Christmas period to be, but hey that's what it is what it is. Let me know if you had a good time. Whatever, just cause it's it's nice to know these things. Uh yes, Valkyria Chronicles 4. This was interesting. They before the game even came out, they revealed the DLC schedule, and it's it's a good one. So the Japanese voice pack for the game is free. Then we have some tax decals. They're also free. A, a seven dollar DLC known as Squad E to the Beach. Then a five dollar DLC known as a Captain of Squad. Then a five dollar DLC known as Expert Level. Then a $5 DLC known as the Two Valkyria. Then a $4 DLC known as Eddie's Advanced Ops. Then a $6 DLC known as a United Front. Now, um, the thing with a lot of these is they're either free or they're free if you buy certain versions of the game. So a Captainless Squad you could get if you got the digital version, but a United Front you could get if you got the limited edition, which you can't get if you got the digital versions. You only get one or the other, so uh, it's too expensive. It should be like three dollars each. Eh, whatever. Valkyria Chronicles Remastered came out on Nintendo Switch on October 16th. 
It's good. Valkyria Chronicles 1. It contains less sexism than 4, so it's automatically better. Shenmue 1 and 2 HD came out here in the States and the UK and everywhere else. And PC or PC players already made texture packs which now increase the graphical fidelity of the game. So if you're playing on PC, check those out because they're good. Yakuza Studios' new IP was to be announced next month, which was three years in the making, which we now know as Judge Eyes, which just recently came out. A Sega survey with Yakuza Kiwami 2 asked fans if they would like remasters of Yakuza Ishin and Yakuza Kenzan. So if you're a fan of those games, it's, it's still looking pretty good for you right now. Streets Rage 4 was announced on August 27th, I believe, by .emu, the guys who did Wonderboy, as I said earlier. Also, Windjammers 1 and 2, you know, those games. I think Electric Boogaloo might sort of like them, maybe. Possibly. Uh, but, yeah, Streets Rage 4, already discussed my opinions on it. It's going to be good. Kuza Online launched in Japan, but this piece of news said that it was going to launch. So, it was launching by the end of the year. And pre-registrations had opened up at the time. I think I might have pre-registered, actually, but I haven't played the game at all yet, because I hear it's a little spoilery. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I'm going to look into it, though, because I'm interested to learn the story of the new protagonist of the series. Uh, Sega Ages was delayed until September, because it was originally meant to release in August, then they delayed it for some reason. Then it became September, but, that, yeah, we now know that it came out in September. Sega Game Gear's Sonic Chaos. It was also a Master System, George. What are you doing there, but... The Sonic Chaos, the 8-bit classic, because it is a classic, it's a really good game, was remade by A Plus Start, and uh, the music was done by... What's his name now? I'm forgetting his name. Uh, we'll come back to it, but yeah, they remade Sonic Chaos in 16-bit Mania style. It was a really good demo, and the full version's apparently coming sometime soon. I'm going to get some music on from that demo in a bit, because that was a really good demo. Seriously. I forgot all about that, so that that has a perfect slot in the request resort list in a second. Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise came out in the West. It had already come out a few months earlier in Japan, and it came with the Japanese box art as a reversible box art because people did not like the the Western box art, so they they're like, "Don't worry, guys, we got you." And they did have us; they were correct. Retrobit finally announced release dates and prices for their first wave of Sega USB controllers. Thank goodness. By far the biggest piece of news that we're going to be talking about during this segment here was that Shenmue 3 finally got its release date. And Shenmue 3's release date was... Let me remember it now because I've forgotten. August 27th, 2019 for PlayStation 4 and PC and there's still a small inkling of hope that it could come to Xbox if there's enough demand, but Shenmue 1 and 2 doesn't seem to have sold that well on Xbox. I have my copy, I did my part, but I don't think Shenmue 3 is likely to come to Xbox. But it could still happen, but yeah, they were sort of using 1 and 2 as a sales pitch and it hasn't really worked. Shenmue 1 and 2 got a free dynamic theme in North America, but nowhere else, because that's a common thing. America get free themes, everyone else doesn't even get a paid version. Thank you, thank you, Trump. Uh, this isn't news. You, <laughs> they, they, they revamped their forum. That doesn't count as news. Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom got a, a release date, one of the many release dates it got. That was originally November 6th, then it was pushed back to December. 
I think it had a different release date at another point as well, but hey, it came out. It's really good. Please play it. Ah, uh, I forgot all about this. Jim Carrey, around this time, was revealed to be playing Dr. Eggman in the Sonic, Sonic Man movie. The Sonic Man movie is a very good movie created by people. People. That's all I have to say about it. Team Sonic Racing revealed Team Vector. And the members of Team Vector are Vector, Blaze, and Silver. Three characters I don't think I've even met canonically. Blaze and Silver have, but when have they ever even interacted with Vector? What a stupid team, but I don't care. Vector's on the team. Vector's awesome. Valiev would be happy. I'd be happy, because look at that car design. Silver's looks like something out of Tron, but Vector's is awesome. I love it. Going to be playing Team Sonic Racing when it comes out, but uh, the nostalgia goggles have worn off a bit now. Not as interested in Team Sonic Racing as I was in the first two games. Yakuza 3 came out on PS4 in Japan and it topped sales charts in the region. Still hasn't come out over here yet. Why? why? Hurry up, guys. Uh, Magic Knight Rayearth on Sega Game Gear got an English fan patch. Okay, then. <laughs> right, that is actually pretty interesting, but it just sort of came out of nowhere, seemingly. Persona Dancing Endless Night Collection, which featured 3, 4, and 5, was available for pre-order, and it was originally meant to be released in 2019. And then they were like, oh yeah, actually, funnily enough, the game doesn't have that much text to translate, so we're just going to push it forward to December. That That's rare for companies, pushing the game forward, not backwards. But I wasn't complaining, because, uh, yeah, it was apparently a really good game. I didn't pick it up, because it, it was £50 each. Everyone was complaining that it was $60 each for both the games, but £50 does not translate well to dollars, so it's even more expensive here. Eh. Ben Schwartz is voicing Sonic in the Sonic the Hedgehog Paramount movie. He has a very good voice in all of his other roles, such as DuckTales, so I'm sure he'll be doing very well here. Or you'll be glad to hear. Anything else? Because we're still in August and we've been reading news for like the last 10 minutes. There's just so much like junk that doesn't really class as news. <laughs> it's it, it's got to uh, it's got to be mentioned at some point. Yeah, so much stuff. Right, yeah. Shining Resonance Refrain came out. I hear it's pretty good. It's just a remake of Shining Resonance. Play it. Sonic Four Episode Two came out on Sega Forever. I like Sonic Four Episode Two. I don't know how good the mobile port is because I haven't played it since it came out. But I like Sonic Four Episode Two. Play it on console. Junk, junk, junk. Why was there. Why is Daytona Championship gameplay in August counted as news? Uh, it don't make much sense to me. Electric has linked me something and I've got nine pings on Discord again. Let's see what you crazy people have been saying. Uh, yeah, end, end, exactly. That, that's what I want to know, but what, what does that have to do with anything? I'm very confused on the context. Uh, anything else? No. Yakuza 3's demo came out on PlayStation 4 in July. Great. Ah, this is a bit of news that hasn't been talked about, because it wasn't on the site for some reason. In July, Sega Sonic Bros. arcade prototype was available at California Extreme. So you could go and play the arcade PCB. 
if you were at the event, and people recorded it, etc. And then a few weeks back, the game actually leaked online, so you can now play Sega Sonic Bros in its entirety if you want to, and it revealed as well a few tracks from some certain games were actually in there all along. So, the a track which was on the Sing Sega album, credited to Teddy Boy Blues, wasn't from Teddy Boy Blues at all, it was actually the main theme from Sega Sonic Bros. The special stage theme from Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles was revealed to originally have been created for this game, it's the exact same track down to the instruments. And another track created by Naofumi Hataya was apparently originally made for this game. It all kicked off when this got leaked because that was some big information that we didn't know. Uh, Electric, this segment's gone on for quite long. The last one went on for 40 minutes. <laughs> How has this one gone on for long? We've been here for like 10. That doesn't count. <laughs> it does not count at all. Why is there just so much junk? There really is. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sega Bits guys, but you really don't need to report on most of this. Like, Valkyria Chronicles 4 has an opening movie. Wow, I didn't expect that. I didn't think they were going to make one. Um, yeah, so then there's also going to be a lot of dead air when I attempt to scroll through the, the junk. Eh, whatevs. What? Evs. This one was interesting though. In July, the Yakuza producer said that Nintendo Switch isn't an ideal platform for the series. However, they are considering Xbox One. Now, this is fairly interesting because you consider that they did actually make a title on Nintendo console on the Wii U, so it was automatically going to flop. But they ported Yakuza 1 and 2, the uh, HD version which came out on PS3, they ported that to Wii U and it did horribly. So I think it's more of an issue of yeah, we don't really want to make this on Switch, but they tried to play it off, off as a hardware thing, which it really isn't, because, I mean, the Switch. The Switch isn't the most powerful thing in the world, but um, Yakuza 0 and Yakuza Kiwami could pretty comfortably run on the Switch with a few downgrades. Especially when you have it running on PC, because you can just turn on the medium settings mode and BAM, there you go, it works. It works, people, it works. Anything else has been said in the chat room? It's past 3pm we haven't got requests yet! Patience! Patience! <laughs> uh, shut up! Shut up telling me to do the music! This is this is meant to be a news recap show, not, not a music show. I don't care that there was a master system in an anime. I'm not really bothered. Uh, Alright. Alright, I'm bored of this. We're gonna have to go to the arch nemesis on the next segment. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to switch it up. We're gonna have to uh, go to the enemy number one because I think they actually have less chunk on their website than, than they do on Sega, Sega Bit. So uh, let's let's get in some requests because I'm I'm bored of reading just like you are. Let's get into one from J Star Max from Summer Night Swordscraft Story, a GBA title. I must not lose the battle. Shut up! Stop telling me to play music! I know. But let's get into this one. Because it's a pretty banging tune. And I'm going to get to the rest of your requests shortly and add them to the queue. So uh, I'm going to have to rush because this is only two minutes long. Enjoy. Request Resorts.
the past four weeks, you've sent us your favourite tracks released by Sega and Atlas in 2018. We've added up your votes, and we're now proud to present the ten finalists in Radio Sega's Song of the Year 2018 competition. Sonic Forces, Fading World for Imperial Tower. A certain magical virtual on, Streak of Black Sorrow. Yakuza Kiwami 2, A Scattered Moment Extreme. Sonic Mania Plus, Trap Tower. Hatsune Miku Project Diva Future Tone DX, Vox. Crash 3 Insane Trilogy, Future Frenzy. King of Fighters 14, Successor. Shining Resonance Refrain, Kagami no Kuni no Marionette. Shedmu, Sedge Tree. Sega Ages, Menu Theme. Did one track stand out as your clear favourite? Visit RadioSE.ga forward slash FanChoice2018 to cast your vote for both Song and Remix of the Year. The poll closes on the 30th of December. And we are back here at the Double Resort, and what you just heard was a track from Sonic Runners that was Strange Parade requested by BritGamer98. Before that, from OutTrigger, that was Runes of Heart requested by Electric Boogaloo. Before that, Les Adventures de Sonic. That was the theme song to the French version of Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, which was quite kindly requested and sent to me by Mr. D'Artagnan. Once again, an electric request before that from Virtual Striker 2 version 2001. That was BGM 09. And kicking off the block, we had a track from Summon Knight Swordcraft Story. I must not lose the battle. Oh, yeah, and there was also a Sonic Chaos track, Turquoise Hill Act 2. Ja- Jamie, you never you never sent me your request. You, you, you just said. You said play something. Oh, what? Wait, hang on, you did, sorry. Whatever, yeah, we'll play it, sure. Sorry, I didn't I didn't go through, like, the, it didn't ping me for the message. You did actually send one, I apologise. I hate it when it does that Discord, why are you like this? Anyway, we are back, and we're on a Sega site that we shall not name, although we're gonna, uh, we're gonna call it, we're gonna call it Sega Neeks. So, uh, we're over here on Sega Neeks. And, uh, thank you for tuning in, Mr. D'Artagnan, as well. Uh, yeah, you're right. BGM09 was arranged by Mr. Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. Well, well done to him. A new copy of Sonic 2 was just purchased at retail in April of 2018. Woot. Sega Fez, uh, what happened in Japan, where Shomu 1 and 2, Sakura Wars, and Mega Drive Mini were all announced. Sonic Mania Plus was also announced in April with release date screenshots and the reveal of the new characters. Sonic Mania sold over 1 million copies during this month as well. 
You can, Sega considers bringing Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 to PS4 if there is enough demand, which we now know this obviously happened. Streets of Rage and Vanquish both came to Microsoft Games with Gold service in the month of May, which uh, Bayonetta also followed, and so did Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed in the year of 2018. It was a good year for Sega and Microsoft in terms of their collaborations. Uh, I went the wrong way. I forget how buttons work on this website because I try not to use it. Shenmue 1 and 2 had its Steam achievements leaked in this month. Ooh, it's almost as if these games are old and already released. So, uh, this one was interesting. This is one I actually had a bit of experience with myself. Sonic Mania Plus leaked on PS4 in Europe. And would you know, I have a PS4 and I live in Europe. So I got to play this leak because I was... I just got home from school at the time the leak happened because what happened was they accidentally pushed an update only onto European PS4 servers and it was only up for like 30 minutes and I was home in that 30 minutes so I downloaded it and I beat the entire thing before before it, uh, before it they didn't get wiped off my PS4 actually it stayed in my PS4 until the game came out but yeah what I'm trying to say is I got an, I got a chance to experience Mania Plus early now, it wasn't too exciting because most of it was locked behind uh, DLC. However, what was interesting was that the entire Encore mode was playable without purchasing the DLC through a glitch. Uh, it was a YouTube user who found the glitch completely by accident, but it meant that you could play Angel Island Zone, place a place a uh, signpost somewhere in the stage using a glitch because you're not meant to be able to normally... But uh, yeah, so it's an auto cutscene in Angel Island, so you can't play it normally. But there is a glitch that you can do where you can enter debug mode in Angel Island, place a signpost, and leave. If you did that, it would take you to the Encore version of Angel Island. From there, you could beat the entirety of Encore mode. It was very glitchy, it wasn't complete, it was missing some features, but you could play it, and I did play it. So there was that, that, that happened this year. But uh, yeah, it was. I was much happier to get my hands on the real game, even though it was it was cool being one of the cool kids who got their hands on a leaked copy. But I'd, I'd much rather just played the game at retail and not spoiled myself. But it was really cool to be a part of that experience. But yeah, Sonic Mania Plus came out this year. It was really good. Spoilers. What else did we have? We had Sega Fez. Yeah, I already read out the news about that. Still in April. April had quite a bit of news compared to the rest of the year. Ikaruga came out for Nintendo Switch. The Dreamcast Classic slash Naomi later gone to uh, GameCube and Xbox 360. That came out on Switch. So it's semi-Sega related, but still. Another one in the book for a good year. Wait, what? what am I trying to say? Another one in the Microsoft and Sega Goodyear book, because Sonic Generations and Panzer Dragoon Auto in April both came to the backwards compatibility service for Xbox One. And Sonic Generations actually had an Xbox One ex Xbox One X exclusive patch that lets you play the game in 4K 60fps. So if you own an Xbox One X, you basically got the PC version, the same version that everyone on PC got, so you don't have to complain about the 360 frame rate. Sonic Mania Adventures first came out in April of 2018, and it was a good series. We all liked it. Sonic Forces soundtrack finally came to the West, even though I think it already was in the West on iTunes. 
but yeah, it, it came out in the West eventually, but Otani said he really wanted to bring it out, and he did. Ryo Hasuki's voice actor started recording voice lines in May, so I think that's a lie, because he's only just started recording them from what I've seen. IDW Sonic Comics first came out in April as well, and IDW Sonic Comics are very good. They're a bit slow now, but I've been enjoying them. Anything else? No. Oh, yes, this is actually noteworthy. I was going to say it wasn't, but it actually is. Yakuza 6's demo went up on the PlayStation Network. And why, why are you talking about a demo, Viper? It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, this demo happened to contain the data for the entire game on the US release, so people who got the US demo got to play the game for free. Whoops! Good thing you wouldn't then do the same thing with Sonic Mania later in the month. Oh, oh you, you did do that. Sonic Mania Plus, once again, it was revealed that the Encore mode and Mighty and Ray, the Plus content would be DLC, but you could also get it in a physical package. I opted to buy the physical package twice because I have no regards for money whatsoever, and I got the DLC on a PC. I don't have, actually have the game on Xbox One yet. I should sort that out. Because, hey, I like Xbox achievements more than I like trophies, so I have more of a reason to do that. Sega Genesis Collection! Classics. Oh, it's Sega Genesis Classics was revealed in March. What a bad month for Sega News that was. Yeah, that, so it was revealed for PS4, Xbox One, and to be re released on PC in May. It wasn't very good, as we all know. And this collection, because Sega Genesis Classics was so bad that Sega couldn't even release the news themselves because it got leaked by Sega Nerds. So, whoops, Sega Nerds accidentally leaked the, the, the thing, but whatever, that's like the only good thing they did this year. So congratulations for doing something right, guys. PSO2 came out on the Switch in April. I, I, I didn't actually ever download it despite having a Switch. I should do that. Sonic Triple Trouble followed... It didn't follow, actually, but Goddess is getting a 16-bit remake, and it was announced back in March. And, yeah, this this trend seems to be continuing, because Sonic uh, Chaos, as we already said, is getting a remake as well in 16-bit. Woohoo! That's good stuff. Getting close to the beginning of the year now. Slightly less depressing. This was a time before Mega Drive Classics. Do you remember those days? Two Point Hospital wasn't even out yet. There was much footage about this. And I say this was a good time for our Sega, but it really wasn't, because I remember the absolute backlash over Two Point Hospital. Um, the official press release for Two Point Hospital mentioned how people were genuinely angry that it wasn't Dreamcast 2. Where, where did you even get the hint that it was going to be a Dreamcast 2 from the little information they gave you, which was that it was going to be a game by their new studio. Oh, the hint is that it's going to be a game by Two Point. Dreamcast 2. Definitely going to be Dreamcast 2. Sega released Afterburner 2 on vinyl, alongside their other data discs collections. Shining Resonance Refrain was announced for a summer release, which then happened. The Sonic movie is coming out in November 2019, which we still think is going to happen. Another one for the Xbox One books, Vanquish became backwards compatible and so did Bayonetta, both on Xbox One. Sega teased that Pac-Man was coming to Sonic Dash, and he did indeed come to Sonic Dash. 
And then Sonic went to Pac-Man Mobile. So it was a good year for crossovers. <laughs> and friendship ended with Mario this year because there was no new Olympic Games. Friendship ended with Mario, but friendship with Pac-Man has officially begun. Friendship with Mega Man was already a thing, but it's not anymore. But we, we, we don't talk about that. Sega Sammy sees major change in shareholders, which later pretty much caused the Sega CS2 debacle. Supersonic uh, DLC came out. Do you remember this? I really like to forget this existed because this was a time when people got really angry that they had to pay for DLC. Meh, 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 Supersonic was not a paid feature in previous games. Yeah, but he wasn't even meant to be in this game. He was a last-minute addition, so stop crying over it that you had to pay £1 to play as a bonus character. Meh, 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 meh. It got so toxic that Sega was just like, yeah, we're making it free. Just go away, please. We're making it for free. Shut up. That was Sonic Team's last hurrah, that they had to make a piece of DLC free because their fan base was too toxic. Well done, Sonic Team. You did well. Pew Pew Tetris was revealed to be coming out on PC, and it did come out on PC in March. Yakuza 6 was delayed to April rather, uh, rather funnily. Funnily, but rather humorously, because it was revealed that it was going to be delayed on Twitter by a screenshot of the Notes app. The official Yakuza Twitter screenshotted the iPhone Notes app to announce that their game was getting delayed a few months. Amazing. <laughs> Great community management. But yeah, it did end up getting delayed to April. Yeah, it's like, whatever if you don't think they should have charged for it, but it's like, that's your opinion. You don't then go, SEGA DON'T CHARGE FOR IT! You just go, oh, I don't think they should have charged for it, instead of actively forcing them to stop charging for it. That's my opinion. Stop. No. Yuji Naka joined Square Enix. He went to Brighter Pastures. Um, so I don't know what's happening with Probe, but there's not really any news on Probe. The developers behind, like, Let's Tap, Radio the Sky Soldier. I'm trying to think of some others, but they're really not coming to mind. But, yeah, he joined Square Enix, so that probably means that Probe is no longer a thing. Hatsune Miku, uh, what, what was the game actually called? VR Future Live, that was it. Came out for PC. It was originally a PS4 exclusive, but now it's available for HTC Vive. And probably Oculus Rift, is that still a thing? Because I thought they went out of business. I don't know. Sonic Mania's OST came out on iTunes and Google Play. Hooray, because there was no way to officially buy the OST for ages, and then it just sort of happened. It's not on Spotify. Why is it not on Spotify, guys? I mean, like, come on. Sonic Forces on Spotify. Surely we can get some Sonic Mania love. Anything else? We're running a bit dry on news. Oh yes, Hyperkin made a Mega Retron HD. It wasn't as good as the analog solution, but it was a lot less expensive. So that was probably why it cost a lot less. Yeah, funnily enough it was. That's not what I meant to say. That's probably why it was a bit cheaper in design. Josh Prod, the Dreamcast independent scene developer, revealed some more titles for 2018. And Josh Prod's amazing. Please support them where possible. Retrobit created a line of Bluetooth Genesis, Sega, and Dreamcast accessories, as you know, and it was this was when the Dreamcast accessories were first revealed, specifically because, well, they didn't actually show off the Dreamcast stuff before, and it's, they still haven't showed it off because it's not out yet. We don't know when it's coming out, they just sort of quietly cancelled it. What was the first bit of news, actually? Because we are at the end. Let's see what the first piece of news in January was. 
Uh, it's not very interesting. Cancelled Dreamcast game Agatha is soon to be released. I don't know if it actually was released. I never heard anything about that. I kept my eyeballs on the Dreamcast scene and I just did not hear about it. So, uh, maybe it came out, maybe it didn't. But that was the first bit of Sega news that came out this year. And, well, we've done our news roundup. So, and thank you to everyone who's enjoyed the news roundup. But we're going to be getting into the next segment shortly, which is your favourite episode of 2018. So there's still plenty of time to vote on the poll. Go over to RadioSega.net check the show blogs and that'll give you a link to the poll where you can pick your favorite episode and your favorite music related to that episode so go ahead and do that but for now we're gonna get in some music from some mega drive because there's been so much mega drive news this year we went for two different mega drive tracks one from pulse man and then one from streets of rage 2 so let's kick things off with the one from pulse man this is accelerator right here on the topical resort off your Radio Sega live weekend, this is the Topical Resort with Green Viper 8.
Madruga.
really think we were going to get away unscathed without a bit of sadness? No, it wasn't, it wasn't going to happen. We just heard there was a track from the C64 version of Afterburner that was Wilderness, the US version, as requested by Jamie64326. That was definitely Wilderness and, and nothing else. Before that, from Streets of Rage 2, that was Expander. Before that, from Postman, that was Accelerator, spelt wrong. <laughs> Which the theme was stage 7-9. Woot. Anyway, you know what this music means if you've been around the show for long enough. It's time for a spam email, not a nice email, a spam email. Because quite often I get these investors knocking at my doorbox. Whatever that is. I get I get these investors knocking at my door, on my inbox. They want, um, they want, I want some of this resort. Quite rightfully so. The first one here comes from our good old friend Tanbeer, who wants us to uh, generate some free gift cards. So welcome to the best and free gift cards generator on the web. Get just one click. You just enter the hot, the wola of the free gift cards that you can get for free without any problems. This free gift card generator is very fast and will fit all your gift card needs. I have many, many gift card needs. <laughs> Besides that, there are no costs. The only thing you need to do is give us your email or install an application if you're if you on a mobile device. It sounds that easy, but it sounds not only easy, it's easy. Easy. You can get some free gift card codes for nothing. Only some work and that should be totally worth for you. The reason that we the reason we can do this is that we have a lot of great sponsors that want to promote their products. So start to choose your free gift card and claim him before you waste your time on reading our website. Yeah, really good that you're telling me that I'm wasting time on reading my website. That's great. Whatever. Let's move on to a. Uh, move on to another one. Do I have any interesting ones? I had some guy who kept trying to send me an HDMI cable for a Dreamcast. And he forgot to blind carbon copy it, so uh, he sent it to me and like seven other people. That was funny. We, we have quite a lot of gift card ones today, spoilers, but uh, that that's in interesting, but it's also quite funny. Business project from John. Hi, John. I'm interested in funding your project either by giving credit or partnership. You're not going to tell me what my project is, how much you're willing to credit, or... Nah. Nah, he, he, he doesn't care. This next one comes from B Pro. And hello, all people, you were invited. It says, hello, brackets, all people, you were invited. Welcome to the best free gift card generator 2018. The fasted and only one with 99,9% success rate. Do not go for other options and waste your time. Go for quality and save your space self a lot of money by getting some free gift cards that are working. We provide free gift cards with a lot of resources. Let's say boo. I say boo, baby. Free Google Play gift card. Google Play gift, co gift card codes and pay nothing. The best and fastest way to get free Google Play codes that are working. With free Google Play gift card codes, you can buy music, apps, and many more things in the Play Store. Generator. Free Xbox Live gold codes. Claim a free Xbox Live card gold codes and pay nothing. The best and fastest way to get free Xbox codes that are working. With three Xbox Live Gold codes, you can buy every game in the Xbox 4 for free. No, you can't. Besides that, you can play online with your friends, our free iTunes generator. 
All free online gift cards. Gift cards! This free gift card generator is very fast and will fit all your gift card needs. Besides that, there are no costs. The only thing you need to do is give us your email and install an application if you're on a mobile device. I think that's it now, is it? Yeah, the rest of them just seem to be images. Oh, no, 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 they've messed this up really badly. <laughs> so, uh, Lorem Ipsum. I'm, I'm a new text block ready for your content. Read more. Lorem Ipsum. I'm a new text block ready for your content. Lorem Ipsum. I'm a new text block ready for your content. Lorem Ipsum. I'm a new text block ready for your content. We look forward to seeing you. And then for some reason, they listed their template at the bottom of the page. Next one comes from our good old mate, Alison. What does Alison have to say? I wonder if she's got out of Isle 10 yet. But welcome to the best and free gift card generator on the web. Just one click. You went... You just enter the whole lot of free gift cards that you can get for free without any problems. This free gift card generator is very fast and will fit all your gift card needs. Besides that, there are no costs. The only thing you need to do is give us your email or install an application on... Uh, what's that say? If you're on a mobile device. This sounds that easy, but it sounds not only easy, it's easy. You can get some free gift card codes for nothing. Only some work and that should be totally worth for you. The reason we can do this is that we have a lot of great sponsors that want to promote their products. So start, start to choose your free gift card and claim him before wasting your time reading our website. It's the same one from earlier. Next we got Yujeng. That, that's not me saying I can't pronounce their name. They've literally just put random letters after Yujeng. So it's a Google form. For some reason they've sent me a Google form. And uh, it, it's called Q22351917031703. And it's all in Chinese for some reason, but hey, uh, that's that's a thing. Some company in China. On sale! Bargain Goods Original Channel of Murasa. Dear Purchaser, Good day, this is XX, they forgot to put the name in. From SUV System Limited, we're an electronic or co uh, components distributor specializing in Murata OEM supply. We are able to lower your cost and support your business. What with our years of professional service and stable sources, now we have many good capacitors and resistors with Bargain Goods Channel from Original Factory. Plus, find our hot Murata parts as follows: preferential policy, policy. one for the first offer, three percent off; two, two for the second offer, four percent off; three for the third offer, five percent off. If you order amount more than one thousand USD, free shipping fee. Put in five kilograms for you. Promise, competitive price, good than Digikey and Mouser. I love it when it's good than Digikey and Mouser. Shortly time, most of stock. Prompt feedback, you'll get our reply in five hour. Original quality, 100% new and original. 365 days warranty, all parts can provide. If you need some electronic components, please contact me freely. Thanks a lot. Free shipping for you. Welcome your early reply in R RFQ. Best regards, Amber. Th thanks, Amber. You have a Skype. I should contact your Skype. That'd be quite funny, to be honest. If you don't want to receive this mail, please return with remove on the subject line. And we got one more. It's from BPro again. It's a test message. Brilliant. They couldn't even be bothered to remove the test message from it. Oh yes, I can get a USA Nintendo eShop game card for zero dollars and zero cents. Yeah, you probably should have removed the price from that, considering you told me it was free. Whatever, whatever, B Pro, we're done here. 
I'm out. Peace out. Ah, that's better. That's what we were meant to be doing this segment. It's time to reveal the answers to the survey, because I set you guys on a survey, and what you were meant to do was you meant to answer it and tell me your favourite episode of the year, of 2018, and you were meant to give me your favourite song relating to that episode as well, and you've done that, so congratulations to you guys. You figured it out! Wow, that's amazing. So, I'm going to be reading out the first three of your responses. I got six of them, I think? Actually, no, I got eight, but one of them I couldn't find the music track for, so... I've got... Uh, no, it definitely was a Wii U gift card. But yeah, I've got I've got six tracks here, seven responses, so let's get into it. So, my first response that I got... Actually, I don't think it's my first, but this is the first one I have here. And I already know who this is. <laughs> so, the question was, what was your favourite episode of the Topical Resort released in 2018? They said, episode 48, the Sega Model 2 episode. And their favourite music is Intermediate Course, Wave Runner, Jess Room from Pilot Kids, and Brooklyn Bridge from Gunblade NY. So that is obviously Electric Boogaloo. That's really obvious, because he did pick some of the Fighters music, which would have made it not obvious. But thank you, Electric. I'm going to say as well, um, I didn't ask your name, so you, that, that was on purpose. So you can come forward and let me know if it was you, etc., in the chat room while I play some music. But the second response that I'm going to be playing here is saying that their favourite episode was... Actually, no, I don't want to do that one yet, do I? I want to do... Oh, it's taken a while to load, but there is one that I want to do right now. That, that is you, Electric! Yay! But this one I wanted to do right now, so... They said their favourite episode was episode 50, The History of Radio Sega Live, which, yeah, that was one of my favourites too. I also did quite like the Model 2 episode. The pre-sort on that one was a bit, bit meh, but the actual Model 2 episode was very good, I thought, in my opinion. But their favourite episode in this one was the History of Radio Sega Live, the 50th episode of the show. And their favourite music, I'm not going to reveal yet, because I'm going to save it for a bit later, but the track that I went with, sorry, they picked a few tracks, but I'm not going to reveal which one I went with yet. But they had, as some options, Jet Set Radio, Miller Brawl Breakers, and Sonic Advance, Neo Green Hill Zone, Act 1. They were the options that you went with, and the final one I want is this one, I think, right? Yes. This person's favourite... I'm noticing a pattern here. This person's favourite episode was episode 49, Yuzo Koshiro, and their favourite music they want me to play is from Streets of Rage, Fighting in the Street. So, a lot of people seem to like the end of season 1 episodes, so the ones that were released around March time of this year. Can't really blame you, they're, they're my favourites as well. Also, this this track, the loop, is really messed up, so I should change this. Yeah, you guys seem to really like Season 1 a bit more than Season 2, which is understandable, I think. So, yeah, we're going to get into some music. So, let's kick things off with a track from Wave Runner. I went with this one from Wave Runner. This is the intermediate course. When we come back, we get in through some more of your responses, but enjoy the music for now.
I should mention that this next pick is perfect because it relates to the history of Radio Sega Live episode. And, well, it's a it's a track which was used as a theme to a brand new, quote-unquote, sort of brand new Radio Sega Live show. So, enjoy it. It's coming up soon. You can probably guess what it is if you've been paying attention to the station, but either way, enjoy it. It's a tune! Ladies and gentlemen, this is Space Channel 5. 5, 5, 5, 5.
episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. That was me quickly changing the track to the real version because the other one doesn't loop very well. So yeah, welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. That was Streets of Rage, aka Ben Knuckle, Ikari no Tekken. Fighting in the street, round one, because someone said that their favourite episode was the Yuzo Koshiro episode. That person didn't come forward, so if you, uh, if you were a fan of the Yuzo Koshiro episode, please come forward and tell me who you are. For that, a request seemingly from Twinny from Space Channel 5 Part 2 Uki Uki Non-Stop Mega Mix. That was Mexican Flyer, the big band complete version, also known as the Swing It Black Mix. And that was Twinny's request because his favourite episode was the History of Radio Sega Live. And the reason that's so significant is because that's the theme to a new show which has just started, which is technically sort of season two of the Dreamcast Hour, known as the Dreamcast Hour Still Dreaming. So that wasn't in the original show because that show didn't exist then. Hey, Mexican Flyer, Big Bang, Complete Version, Swing It Black Mix. It's an awesome tune, that's why I picked it as the new theme to the Dreamcast Hour. Obviously from Electric before this, from Wave Runner, that was Intermediate Course. Uh, that was Jamie, of course it was Jamie. <laughs> for, yeah, but, uh, intermediate Course, and that was Electric's pick, because his favourite episode was... Episode 48, the Model 2 episode. Now we've got some more responses to get into, and we got one from, I think it's J-Star, I'm fairly certain this one's J-Star, but I don't actually have the song in question, sadly. So, their favourite was episode 22 of season 2, the Fan Choice Song on Remix, which was actually one of my favourites as well, I really did like that episode. Even if it was a bit frantic, I just enjoyed chatting to you guys and playing some great music released this year. And his favourite was Yakuza Kiwami 2, the cabaret theme. Or the cabaret, the cabaret, whatever you want to call it, the theme to the cabaret mode in the game. And sadly I don't have that one on hand, but I have used it as a bed before, but next time it is eligible I'll, put, I'll slot that one in for you, Electric. Oh, it really wasn't, Jamie, I see. But uh, someone else said their favourite episode was Season 2, Episode 9, the Yakuza spin-offs episode. And they say that anything from Ishin or Dead Souls is fine by them, so of course we got one up from Dead Souls in just a second. Classic soundtrack. Especially the vocal themes, but we love them all. Then, I know who this one was, this was definitely Brit Gamer. Episode 17 of Season 2, Puzzle Games, which was ironic because that's actually one of my least favourite episodes from the season, just because I really wasn't having a good week that week, so that was really why I asked you guys to pick the music. But he said he wants, it's been a long time since we passed through space time, the vocal version. And Jamie, I know it definitely wasn't you, because I know the next one's you, but first of all, Brit Gamer actually gave me a message to go alongside here, so I'll answer that right now. He says, This year was a first for me. I finally got on an online presence in the community. To think it was requesting this very show that started it all. Thank you for making me feel welcome. Anyway, my favourite episode would have to be the Puzzle Games episode, and not just because I requested it. I always thought that when it came to Sega, Puzzle Games got swept aside to put focus on other titles. So to see these games get the recognition they deserve is great. And as I said, we've got It's a Long Time Since We Passed Through Space Time as his request. The final, final was from someone who I can't name, but it was Season 2, Episode 6, the Nose Drive episode. Once again, a really good episode in my opinion. And their picks were... Sonic 3, Ice Cap Zone, Act 2. Immediately, we all know who this is. <laughs> Dynamite Heady 
Tower of Puppet, once again cementing that idea of who this is, and Sega Tunes Cosmic Zone into the zone, but I went with a second pick. I went with Dynamite Heady, Tower of Puppet. But let's get into the first track. They said anything from Dead Souls, so I, I, I took that as an excuse to play this track, which I don't know how much people like this one, but I love this one. From Yakuza Dead Souls, or Dead Souls, also known as Ryo Gagatoku of the End, this is LPD right here on the Topical Resort.
let's get scratching. The Toppy Mix.
that snazzy music can only mean one thing. That's the end of the show. That means it's the end of the final top resort of 2018. So thank you to everyone who's tuned in today. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in for the entire year and helped us make the top resort what it is. This has been a great year for the show. I'm sure 2019 is just on the horizon. It brings some new opportunities as well. So let's see where it takes. But thank you to everyone who tuned in to season one and the finale of season one. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to the start of season two. It's all been a bit hectic this year, but really have enjoyed the time that I've spent with the top resort. That in mind, I want to give a huge thank you to everyone in the chat room currently. Um, uh, Ugandan Shadow, okay, that's a bit weird. <laughs> so we've got Brick Gamer 98, we've got Jamie 6436, we've got Shadix Croft, we've got Twinny, we also had some others earlier on, such as Mr. D'Artagnan, Electric Boogaloo, J Star Max, Kefki, etc. If I haven't called you out and you've been listening to the show, then ping me, do whatever. Uh, prod me in as many ways as you can digitally not not physically but yeah with that in mind next week's show I'm not sure what the topic will be I want it to be something big like we did last year because although it's you know, there's not like, everyone's cup of tea last year I wanted to do uh, the Miku special was the first of the year because I was like well that's really cool I, I really enjoy the history of Vocaloid and how the software works on top of just liking the music so that, that was why I picked that, because I thought, I like the music, I like the history behind it, I like the everything else about it. So that was why I picked that. I thought it was like, oh, that's a nice first episode, something I really like and think that people will find somewhat interesting. So I, I'm hoping to do the same this time round. I, I, I hope I pick a really good topic that you guys will enjoy for the first show of 2019. Kick it off with a bang and all that, but that's to be revealed because I'm not entirely sure Sega Model 3 games doesn't have the oomph that I'd like it to have as much maybe you'll uh, as I say I want to do a um, I want to do a lot of stuff a lot more requests in January in particular like just have a night one thing I'd like to do with the show is have like just request month so every show is a request from you guys that would be really awesome to do because I love I just love li- like that's that's why this show is so listener based I just love Interacting with you guys, hearing your opinions, your thoughts, what episodes you'd like to see, what you thought about the show. I, I just really enjoy all of that. So that's why this show is much more based around that than previous shows on the station and my own shows. So please always give me that feedback if you like it as well. I should say, uh, if you do really enjoy the show and you enjoy listening to the podcast, please give us a good rating on iTunes because it does help the word get spread around. And that's how quite a lot of people have discovered us as of late on iTunes. So it gives a good review on iTunes if you like the show. It actually does help out quite a bit in terms of spreading the show around. Then we can get some new live listens. We can get some new regulars in the chat room. Works out hunky-dory. But I just realised I haven't actually told you what my favourite episode of 2018 was. And it's the last one of Season 1. It's the Sega Rhythm Games Revisited. Because I always loved that episode of Season 1. The very first episode, Episode 1. Rhythm Games, but as you know, it's been lost to time, sadly. It's not on the Radio Sega Media because it wasn't recorded properly. So, yeah, I had to revisit it. That was my promise to myself, that Season 1's ending would be a revisit of Sega Rhythm Games because it's just one of my... It was one of my favourite subjects, one of my favourite episodes in general, and I wanted to redo it. So, as well, I think it just... Even if I hadn't done it as a revisit, it just turned out as a really solid episode. You guys liked the music, we had some great tunes on... Uh, I, I enjoyed what I was talking about. You guys seem to really like the, uh, the the episode as well. 
Well, no one actually voted for it, but I, I, it was it was a really good show, in my opinion. I, I that's why I had to pick it as my favourite. And it's also had the privilege of being the final episode of season one before things got a bit more chaotic and we changed up the formula for season two. So it's got that sort of nice moniker of being the final normal episode before we completely shifted things over here on the resort. But what is going to be my final pick for tonight? It's obviously going to be from the Sega Rhythm Games episode. And this is one which I love so much, but people didn't really react to back then. But I'm I'm hoping right now, I'm hoping that you guys will get a bit more of a reaction out of it. Especially now that you have some more fans of this genre in here. So it's time for some Miku. It's time for some Luca. And it's time for some Eurobeat. From Megarin Luca featuring Nana Mitani, this is the cover of Luca Luca Night Fever. This has been the Top Resort. I've been Grid Vaporate. Thank you for listening in 2018. Stay strong. Keep listening to Radio Sega. We've got plenty of live shows coming up. But that's it for now on this show. As always, stay topical.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.